Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church and metrochurch.online. What a joy it is to be with you again. Thank you so much for joining with us. Uh, tonight is again another one of our My Story, where we start sharing some of the insights into the lives of people that have made Metro Church their home. And I know that each one of them so far has been not just insightful and you know, an amazing life, but it's been inspiring for every single one of us when we hear what God has been doing. That's the purpose of these, that you get to see what God has done in someone's life. And you know that if God would do that for them, well, He'd certainly be ready to do something great for you as well. By the way, make sure you know, you're always welcome here at Metro Church, either physically with us in the building, if you can come on a Sunday, or else, of course, online. Make sure you stay with us. All of our material stays up online, particularly on YouTube, so you can go back and hear it again and again. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone as well for your great support. I've never known a church like this that's so generous in every single way you can imagine. Generous in hospitality, generous in love for one another, and also generous in their giving and just making it possible for this great work to be able to continue. So I pray God's blessing on you as you sow and as you invest. It's a joy to be partnering with you. My special guest tonight's got an amazing story I know that you will have heard me mention her name quite a number of times because of the incredible way that God has used her, particularly in the last couple of years through this whole pandemic situation right around the world. But this time, we're going to have a bit of an insight into what her life was like growing up in a place so different to where she is right now. I'd love it if you would give a great big welcome to my very good friend, Anna Ronson. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. How are you, Pastor Jim? Oh, I'm very well and so excited about hearing your story. I know some of it, but well, let's get right into it because you were born in Albania um, at a time when Albania was not only a communist, but it's a predominantly Muslim country. Is that right? Yes. And you grew up in a, uh, a family that practiced the Muslim faith, that, but that was the faith you grew up with. How many in your family, brothers and sisters? Yes, yeah, so I've got two brothers and two sisters, wow. and um, I am the fourth in the line. Uh-huh. And yes, it's true what you said. Um, I grew up um, in a Muslim family, and um, I tried Muslim. I tried um, all the practical things, really? you know, waking up 5 a.m. and. Wow. But um, I never felt anything in my heart. Yeah, and. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I tried to find something real wow. uh, that I can feel hope. I wow. can have hope. All of us are like that. Now, Albania, I've never been there, but... You'll go one day. Oh, I hope then. so. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah. This is your hometown mm-hmm. of, what is it called again? Fusha Ares. Fusha Ares. So if any of you are Albanian, you're a part of this. I hope I got that almost right. So this is a town of about 3,000 or so people, very mountainous country, obviously. Uh, Very beautiful. I mean, here's you looking very glamorous, uh, walking along. I love the snow. I've never seen snow fall, so I can only imagine what it's like. You walked this road many, many times as a young person growing up. 
But Albania was also a communist dictatorship after World War II for quite a long period of time. Most of us here have got no idea what that's like. Can you tell us, as a child, was there fear? Uh, were there restrictions? I know you couldn't just go and do whatever you liked. What was that like? That's a very good question. I'll try to keep it short. Um, so, um, to be honest, it's not, I just had lots of fear in my life. Wow. Many people don't believe that because now I don't. Mm. But um, yeah, I was uh, seven when um, uh, our, the Albania was going through still the uh, mm. communism. Mm. And then the president passed away uh, in 85, wow. uh, 1985, and I was born 78, 1978. But I remember the time, and it's I know it's over 30 years ago, but I remember having fear, but to be honest, not just fear about the future, fear about people can do the wrong thing. My parents could be in prison. My cousins could be killed, you know, because- You told me your uncle- Yeah, my was uncle- Was put in prison for a while? Yeah, for not really a particular reason. Just, I think he said a word or he said something offensive or something like that. Um, and then he was put in prison for many years, but the torture wow. he went through, I just, because he was telling us all the time, I'll be like, I can't, I really, it's hard to hear. And I can't even, of course, say it, but really, um, it's really sad because it's not just about the torture and um, not having the freedom to actually believe in God, because yeah. I don't know if I have shared this before, but Albania been for 30 years, uh, mm. uh, Atheist, atheist country atheist, and yeah. Yeah, atheist. so it's not just about having fear and not having God but that was um, leading my country to poverty. Let me ask you about the fear part of that because every single one of us no matter what our background like most of us have never lived in that kind of uh, a regime but fear is something that every human being experiences sometimes and sounds to me like your whole life had this like an umbrella of fear over it. Was that common for everyone in Albania? Was that just the way life was and you were aware of it, but you just had to keep on going? Yeah, um, I, I think everyone had fear. Some yeah. people wouldn't admit it. And the only moment we are like, we'd forget about it, if it's a wedding, everyone gets together, uh, all the families, yeah. all the people. And actually, I'm glad you asked that question because one of the biggest things for me, uh, it was that I only would feel safe when I'm with all these people, like hundreds of people, because we are wow. big families and wow. cousins. And, and I would look forward for those times when someone's getting married and mm. going to, you know, we dance, we eat nice food, you know. And uh, after that, I remember so well feeling completely empty. So how was it, again, ask most Australian children, what do you want to be when you grow up? You could ask a seven-year-old and they'll give you usually some kind of an answer. What would you have said to somebody when you were seven in the midst of a communist regime and a, a, a form of religion that had no life in it for you? What, if someone had said to you, Anna, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would you have said? Well, I wanted to be a teacher. It's interesting because now I'm a teacher assistant. <laughs> but um, I, I, would, I would say teacher or policewoman. They didn't really yeah. have many in Albania or truck driver. I, would, oh, really? I remember those times and I'm thinking, <laughs> but every answer I would give, I would say like, it's impossible. Really? I always 
I never believe that will ever happen and uh, I would never wow. believe that dreams come true. One of the great things I've seen over all the years is that when Christ comes into someone's life, you know, the Bible talks about when the Holy Spirit comes in you, He'll bring dreams and visions. Yes. And those of us that have been Christians for a while, we just get used to that. Yes. But again, I've been in so many places where the entire nation has lost its capacity to dream. People don't, like you were just saying, people just go, well, that's, don't even bother because it'll never happen. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. One, um, if I can share one of the mm. dreams that I had, I just wanted to write a book. Oh, wow. I just wanted to be a author of a book. You've written one though, haven't you? <laughs> yes. But the story behind is, and I hope this encourages all the people that are watching that have a dream. Yeah. I was about 13, I started to write. And I was, but the, my poetry were about trees, about uh -huh. nature, about just imagination like that. Yeah. And then and then I was like, oh, I'm going to write these, but you know, never, I'm never, go never, never like negative, yeah, yeah, yeah. being very negative about it. And when I became Christian, I kept writing for God. Everything changed, wow. and I was like, one day these books, this book will be published, but not just one, maybe more. And I've got wow. pretty much another one already. Really. But, on yeah, the future absolutely. so i i feel and you said before that we should be familiar to yeah. miracles and having dreams True. and that's how i feel i think the sad thing sometimes is as christians though it's so much a part of our landscape and we take it for granted rather than going wow this is a god thing for my life let me we've, we've obviously need to burrow into that moment you know, here you are in a communist country or one that's now predominantly socialist, now the president's gone, Muslim country by and large. How on earth in a town of 3,000 people do you come to Christ? How is that? So, yeah, it's by God's grace. I totally mm. believe that. Sure. Um, so we had few people coming from... Um, overseas during uh, from Sweden? I had people from Sweden and we had few people from Australia mm. actually I remember their faces and wow. we have people from England and Scotland really? Ireland but they came just to be friendly to people but I didn't know that they are trying to share the good news I didn't ah. know my two sisters started to go Did there. you speak English at this point by No way? not at all no Wow so my older sister and younger sister went there to learn English and my older sister she experience God and Holy Spirit. And she came, said to me, we get together, we pray in a room. It wasn't even a big building. I had the mentality that you shouldn't be going there. It was wow. me saying to her, that's embarrassing because if you go and talk to strangers in Albania, especially during the time, it's actually embarrassing. And one day uh, she, she kept saying to me, come, you know, you need God because I actually, <laughs> I was a very angry person. Really? I would just, just get angry for no reason, probably because inside I was just hopeless. That, can I just say that's <laughs> sure. for those of us that have known you for a few years, oh, yeah, <laughs> honor the person filled with fear and honor the angry person. We go, what? That's yes, totally not you. But that's no that's that, yeah, and that's God's goodness. And to answer wow. your question, and they came, and then a uh, few months later. My sister would invite me all the time. Come, you need, you need mm. this, and you need this. And and one day I just woke up. They had a little bit of this thing called church that I didn't understood then. And then I woke up and I said, she said, what, "Why are you getting ready? It's Sunday morning. Because I'll sleep until twelve. And I said, 
I'm coming to church. I still had a bit of pride. And she was like, oh my goodness, I've so been praying 17 for you. Or I was about 17, yes, yeah. yeah, sorry, 17. So 1996, early 1996. Wow. And then that year I got um, so baptized. So I got baptized, but I started to Do go. you remember the moment? I, I remember the moment I, I gave my life to Christ. Yeah, for the... For some yeah. people that are a part of this uh, service or this program, they think church is somehow or other you go along and you learn to be a Christian. Mm. Well, you can learn a lot about being a Christian sure. or about the Bible, yeah. but there's that supernatural moment where mm. you say yes to Jesus and I don't know, so many people I know and I've been a part of their journey where you go, no, that was night became day for me. Mm. Something supernaturally happened. Not all your problems are over, but there's a, a great change at that moment. That's, um, that's a really good question, actually. All the questions are really great. I think with me, because I was so, like, my heart, I felt like it was a rock and I couldn't understand really? the spiritual stuff. And I started to listen to these songs. Literally, spiritually, I felt like Someone was pulling me this way. Some other person was pulling me this way. Wow. And then for me, it was um, kind of a slow, but slow, you know, slow journey for a few months. But I remember the day that I just felt God present. It was early 1996 and I never looked back. But I know that many people uh, like myself, I didn't understand. So what did your family and friends? (laughs) So here's Anna, fearful and angry. And all of a sudden you come in and go, guess what, everyone? I'm a Christian. I got baptized. How did that go? How was the family with all this? So they um, they actually got very shocked. They are like, "You're not angry anymore," because I I <laughs> I, I change and like I change slowly. Of course, it's a it's yeah, a process. Yeah. But things that I was doing, I just didn't I didn't care anymore. I would wow. humble myself. Um, I would speak with lower voice. I would sleep well. I wow. and I was telling everyone about Jesus. You know that fire you get in the beginning, yeah, yeah. and I pray that we keep it all the way. Yeah. Amen. And that fire, I would talk to all the cousins, and literally, lots of people would say to me, "You know, if you change your faith, you're not going to go in heaven." Like Muslim people, because I had a Quran at home that I never read. Because wow. you have to read it. And people from Muslim places, they would come, and you know, oh, cousins say, "You know, you need to read Quran because you're born Muslim. You should die Muslim." And and, you know, God spoke to me one wow. day and said, one day you're going to be before me and these people are going to be there to protect you. So it's up to you what you're going to do with your life. You know wow. me now. And literally, I never doubted God wow. from that moment. Wow. He's awesome. And here I am a new person and living dreams in God, you know, living, yeah. having visions like you said before. And, so and living for his purpose, hopefully. You went to Bible college? Yes. Is this in your hometown? So, okay, this is um, uh, 2007, 2008. Right. Um, it's a theological um, college. Yeah. It's run from Americans, but all of those Albanian. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it's in um, a capital city in Tirana for okay. one year. I was going to say, after yeah. Bible college, you just many students in that little town, that would be something else. But yeah. So your life with God, what happened... For you, you give your life to Christ. You're still a student, are you, at this point? Are you still at school or are you finished? So when um, so I became Christian in 1996. That was the end because we finished high school. We finished okay. school in June. 
1996. And then after that, I met this girl. I said to her, she was Christian from another town. And I said to her, she came to this church. I said, are you, um, are you, she said, she was telling me about this school and you don't need to pay and you, and you just have to fill out a form. And I was like, I want to go. But literally, I didn't know that my family will let me go. And then um, uh, they said, oh, you should go to university. But I'm glad I didn't go to university that year. Oh. And I studied a few things after. And that 1996, I went to Bible college. And that was good for me to learn about God and, yeah, wow. and to really you know, continue with him and serve him in my church. I would come every, because I went to capital, uh, Tirana, capital city. Mm-hmm. And then I would come every month, once a month on weekend. And my, my How past- far away? It's about- <laughs> few hours journey, isn't it? Well, technically it should be two hours. I think it's about only um, probably 80 kilometers, but takes about five or six hours with a bus. I think Nathan, my wow. husband, mentioned that He before, told me that once. Because it's a bumpy road. Yeah, he said the roads weren't that yeah, great. So, um, yeah, so, yes. so talking about Nathan, we've known Nathan in this church for a long time. He yeah. served with Red Frogs and our creative team and youth. We love Nathan. He's a great man. So how did you two meet? Because that's quite a, you've had a few adventures. So did, did you meet, well, you tell us, how did um, you meet? We actually met in a Christian website. Oh, okay. um, I never thought it, that I'll meet my husband there, no. but it was my sister encouraging me. She yeah. said, you can just to meet new people to learn English. And uh-huh. at the, that time that I met him online, actually, I was in England. So what did you think about meeting, here's this guy, from a country that's the opposite side of the world. What did you think? What did, what, just, oh, let me ask, what did you know about Australia? Uh, I just knew that it's very, very far away and it's <laughs> never going to happen, me getting married. You know, like never. I never thought of that. It would be like the moon. <laughs> yeah, and we are friends, like we became friends, but yeah. he was very wise to not ask me like deep questions. Yeah. And I think he was friends with other people, just friends. He yeah. went there as far as I know for friendships. Yeah. And for me, he was very respectful about everything. And then um, one time, a few months later, he said, oh, uh, what are your thoughts about one day moving to Australia? I was like, oh. And then I was like, <laughs> what is he thinking? Was you know, I was thinking probably he's thinking that what I was thinking maybe. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, we started to connect and he said, I think it's something special about our friendship and maybe you can take this to the next level. And he came to Albania and... So how do you... Okay, so he goes to Albania, but that for him was again also like going to another planet. Oh, yeah. He didn't know about Albania. (laughs) How did your family, what did they think about this Aussie boy a Christian Aussie boy coming all the way from this strange country to talk to their sister. Yeah, well, from the beginning that I met Nathan, you know, it was, I'm very careful with mm. these things, with God's strength and wisdom. And I just, um, I just felt peace about him mm. all the way, wow. even though without meeting him. And I'll tell my family, they actually started to get a bit concerned. Uh-huh. And we, we, they all came to our port. Yeah. And they kept making jokes. Oh, is that him? And oh, it's... I think and... he's very brave. I yeah. reckon if oh, I'd yeah. been going to Albania like that, I'd be going, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get out alive. <laughs> he, he was brave. You saw right. And then yeah. they all loved him. Yeah, of course. They all loved him. And um, they, you know. So how long after that did he propose to you? Like. So he came for first time. So we met only three times, but we kept 
connection, yeah, connect, yeah, yeah. we stayed connected. So he came to Albania uh, 2007 on October, and then and then he proposed me March 2008. Uh, and you got married in Albania? In a documents, yeah, only it's, document, like because we had to do that. Uh, yeah, related yeah, it's, to a, visa. it's a legal. Way yeah, legal, yeah. and we did an engagement party. That's I think 15th of wow. March. I'm okay. pretty sure he will know better than me the date. Uh, but yeah, 15th of March, and then um, we did a big party with all the cousins and family. So do you speak like, much English at this point, or? Well, I was communicating with him, but when you love someone, like Nathan yeah. loved me and loves me, he would let go of the little mistakes. Yeah. But when I see my letters, I'm like, who wrote that? <laughs> I'm still learning, Pastor Jeff. Oh, look, but you I was... speak a lot better English than I speak Albanian. <laughs> uh, but so how long after that do you say to your family, I'm getting married and I'm going to go and live with this man in Australia? So, um, so on October, we, he came to Albania and yeah. then my family met him in March. I was still in Bible college. Wow. And, yeah, and then I took him to my friend's house. So yeah. there are lots of people around. And, um, and then after that, he came to Australia and my sister told me that he's asking for the uh, ring size. And I was like, oh, ah. because the engagement in Albania, it's not a surprise. Like, oh, pop the question. Wow, amazing. You have to plan things. Ah. So I knew that was going to happen, wow. you know, but he proposed me about, I think, uh, one, one year later from the moment we started to chat. Wow. Over so when year. did you arrive in Australia then? So, um, so same year I got engaged. So we got engaged okay. 2008 in March and we got married 16th of August okay. 2008. And now, of course, you've got a beautiful daughter. This is yes. uh, an older photo of Emily, but yeah. uh, how old is she now? She's, she turns nine and 23rd uh, of May. Uh, yeah, she's a beautiful girl. She's You're... beautiful, like daddy. She looks like daddy. <laughs> well, she's got daddy's colouring, I'll say that for sure, yeah. But we've loved, you've served so wonderfully in the church and I want to come back uh, in a minute to the, that life before Christ because, again, I think if most people knew that there was a God waiting for them who loved them and who really, like, Christianity is not a, a format or a program or a set of rituals. It absolutely is. You encounter Jesus, the risen Christ. Your life is changed from the inside out. And, and that's, that's just my observation. That's not even going back into the Bible to find the scriptures necessarily. Even your story from someone who had grown up all their life boundaried by fear and now you are the exact opposite of that, you know, you know, even in this church, there's things that I know you've taken on that were new to you, but you just go, no, I'll, I'll try that. I'm willing to try that. So tell me about that journey of, of not only coming to Christ, but having Jesus still, because I think that's the greatest thing is he keeps working. He never gives up. Absolutely. You know, so tell us about that. Yeah, so um, like I said before, I became Christian, I was... 17 and I, I knew that those weeks that I was really getting getting to know God, I just had a change in my heart. Mm. I felt hope that I have never felt wow. before. I felt calm, I was sleeping wow. well, and my mind went, what can I do to help others? How I can tell others about Jesus? Isn't that one of the great signs though of Absolutely. the Holy Spirit in someone's life, again, 
I've seen it so often here. Mm. Someone comes to Christ without any recruitment program or any pressure. Yeah. People yeah. just go, I want to help others. Yes, yes. And this happens a lot in this church. And that's mm. why I thought that I was serving enough. When I come here, I see people serve and give their time to God and, and mm. doing with joy. And I got encouraged and inspired. And it's something special about this church, mm. by the way. Mm. But yeah, so... Um, since, you know, when I became Christian, I just felt the hope that I never felt before. Just my mind, everything like like wow. Bible talks about renewing God. Our mind is renewed in Christ. Wow. And we, I didn't, it wasn't any more Anna living mm. in me. Like it mm. wasn't me living, but Christ living in me. And I would be so thirsty and hungry for God. And honestly, we can read books. That's we great. can do mm. lots of things, but nothing compares with God's word, Amen. it's it's living word. It's it's, it's alive. You know. I love that. I really and, do. I love that. It's not a. It's not something you do on Sunday. It's everyday it's a life. life with God. Yes. It? Yeah. yeah. And um, since then, I never I never stopped loving God. And of course, I have had challenges, and I probably sure. have mentioned in the past. But every moment, everything that happens during the day, yeah. on the end of the day. You know, Jesus is still in the throne. Yeah. I am not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect ever, mm. but Jesus is perfect. Mm. And we find ourselves, if we find ourselves in Him, we will always feel completed. And our, that song that says, Christ is enough for me. Yeah, that's great. And He is enough for me. We all have needs, we have dreams. One of the big challenges for you last year was your father getting quite ill. Yeah. And he passed away. We had a memorial service here yeah, for your dad. That and that was, was so great to be able to be a part of that for your family. But I know that it was it just a week or so before he passed away, uh, he came to Christ. So I think so. He passed away uh, January right. 3rd because we are ahead seven hours. So it's oh, seven okay. to eight hours, depends which season in Australia, but um, so he gave his life to Christ end of November because wow. my little sister, my younger sister lives in England. In all this coronavirus restriction, everything, she said, I want to see our dad for for last time. She, we felt like this is the time and wow. I was constantly with my family on the phone. And then I said to her, I said, make sure you know what to do. Do whatever you, you, you want. You're going to see him, everything, and make sure you have a big job to do. She's Christian. Her husband is yeah. Christian as well. And they, she told me the story. I was amazed. She gave oh, her right. life to his life to Christ. Wow. And that's, I know the pain, it's big, and the grieving and the things that we go through. But I think um, God reminds us always that we need to tell our, our families, members about God because we're going to be in heaven one day when the time mm -hmm. comes without them and that's the best gift we can give and you, you to told pray. me that that when your father gave his life to Christ because some people go you know how solid is that you're sick or whatever but you told me that he was profoundly you know touched by God yeah he he f my sister told me that he felt that moment he 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 felt in peace wow and it was like nearly one month and a half before he passed so how old was he at that point? 75. So 75 years of living as a Muslim man and 75 years of all the heartache and pain and trying to raise a family in the midst yeah. of poverty and yes. all those difficulties. Uh, I just am so grateful to God that his mercy reaches out to somebody. Absolutely. At the age of 75, he can, he can see Jesus enough 
to know he can change. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Oh, mm. it's, um, he knew about the Bible. He knew, mm. um, he knew lots of things about God, mm. but he would say, oh, all the religions are the same. Every religion is the same. Wow. So, and I always talk, I was talking to him all the time and saying, uh, this is the difference and stuff. But this was, God's grace is amazing. Wow. And I'm so grateful yeah. that he knew the difference in that moment. Yeah. And he's saved. That's and great. God is so good. And I'm, I'm wow. so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to wonder. We were talking before and, and we're about vision and dreams and how they come. Now, fast forward to the first year of the pandemic, I think. Was it 2020? Is that right? 2020. And you and I, Nathan, were at one of our leaders' dinners and there was no great plan. I remember sitting opposite you and Nathan and knowing you're from Albania and that you're fluent in Albanian. And I said, have you thought of starting a connect group online? And I'll never forget you said to me, oh, that's a great idea. Pastor, I'm going to do that. I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, you've got to go away and pray about it. You just go, I'm going to do that. And so you started, but I never had any idea of the time difference. You started the first, what, what time of the, in the morning Australia? So it was 2.30 a.m. in Australia. I just forgot because I sometimes <laughs> summer and winter and it's summer then yeah, summer okay. we have longer this you know it's yeah. eight to nine hours and but uh, so you know, two thirty in a weekday morning yes that? it was I think Wednesday we start I think we started Wednesday so two thirty a.m. you've set the alarm you get up to go online with people in Albania yeah but the results of that have been quite frankly extraordinary I've told so many people <laughs> about this I said it's almost like a mini revival yeah. has been happening in Albania. Absolutely. Uh, two connect groups. Some of the stories we've shared here in church about mm. uh, the man who uh, came to Christ, you know, yeah. uh, Lula went down with her yeah. friends and prayed with him yeah. and uh, all of those kind of things. An alpha group has started, mm. but as well as that, uh, we'll hear from Lula in a little minute, but in the, I know I've been online a couple of times with the people there and I came away and I said to all the team, I have not seen hunger like that mm. in a long time where people have been so, it's like they've been living in a desert yeah. and then you turn up with a water truck and they are wanting God, mm. simply wanting God. Yeah. It's a remarkable thing and there's a, a great hunger in Albania for, for Jesus, isn't there? Absolutely, it is because... Um, we missed that for so many years. We didn't have the chance. We aren't like previously before even I was born. Churches and um, everything wasn't, nothing was allowed. And I remember, um, uh, I think uh, I read somewhere that uh, the president declared our country atheist. There yeah. is no God. The, the only religion is calling yourself Albanian. And I think we all been waiting for the time without pro probably wow. realizing and only got, we found this truth. We're like, want to hold on to it. And um, these people that come in Zoom, you know, they have had challenges and they, some of them actually, I forgot to mention that they live in other countries and they yes. have not yeah. been able to go to church for 15 years. And wow. the good news is that these people, they, they actually have been encouraged through Zooms mm -hmm. to actually go to church Remarkable. and join the church and serve. It's amazing. And by the way, Lula, it just, she's incredible. And She's doing an amazing job and God is really using her a lot and connecting with people and... Personality 
Unë jam Lula, jetoj në Itali, bashkë me bashkë shortin edhe me katër fmit, edhe jam e kryshter për i disa viteve, edhe në vitin 2020 jam rilidh me anën, sepse ana ka një zomë, edhe tani kam edhe unë një zomë, edhe këtë zomë ashtë frut i metro qërqë, ju falenderoj për lutjet edhe për mështetjet si na keni dhonë, Edhe gjatë kësaj kohet, unë kam studiua me rrëth 15 veta, kursin Alfa, edhe një ditë ishtë në duke studiua pak zemin me fërimin e shenjtë, edhe falenderoj zotin me gjezemër, se vërtet fërima shenjtë ka shenjtë aktiva ditë, edhe ashkëthojnë një ditë rëshajash, Dikush është pak zume fërmen e shenjt, dikush është shlirue, dikush është rimbush, edhe ka shenjt vërtet një mërkulli. Edhe, unë ju thëmë një gja, se gjaja ma rëndësishme e ma njëta, shë të kërkojmë për me ba planin e zotit njëtën tonë. Edhe atëherë nuk dhëtë në mungojnë asë një gja. Ju përshnes nga largë, edhe zotit ju bekofë gjithëve. Do you think it's kind of amazing that he's this if I say a little Albanian girl who when she's young wants to be a teacher and I believe a journalist was the other thing. Oh yeah, I wanted to be a journalist, yeah. And so now you are working as a teacher's assistant on the opposite side of the planet yeah. in a place you'd never imagined you'd ever go. But you've not only written one book with a second one in the offing, but you've been interviewed on Albanian television twice um, and I think a third one of those coming up. Yeah. What do you think about, do you ever kind of pinch yourself and go, how did this all happen? Yes, I do. <laughs> I would. <laughs> okay, so we are humans and sometimes I think, oh, some people speak better than me. Yeah. Some people talk better than me. Some people, it's the area like yeah. how I am not okay we have our moments and I want to share this because many people feel like that we have our moments say oh, I'm not good enough I can't even explain myself very well we have those mm. moments but the, uh, the girl journalist that contacted me said I love your heart because she has seen a few videos um, on Facebook and, and me talking about Zooms and that's through Zoom meetings is because of those Zoom meetings that the, those connections happened and yeah, Lula wow. encouraged me to, to do it and because I was like kind of saying oh so um, God is good and he can do it what he if we do things for God he will yeah. give us grace and you know our journey it's it's special wow. and I just ignore everything else I'm like okay this is my journey this opportunity yeah. and I'm going to talk about God and but I still think Hmm. How did I don't I don't understand wow. how did that happen? Because actually, it's um it's watched even in America. They wow. have a machine that they have to use to watch it, and so many f people have been messaging me. Oh my goodness, you are in Australia. People don't go. They go overseas. They don't even go to church, and yeah, they forget wow. because they get caught up with um, working and stuff. Wow. And I'm like, without God, I can't be anywhere. I can't do anything. And praise God that you know um, those interviews happen and for his glory and I hope that people continue to get blessed and um, I'm sure they will that's my heart that's I, my heart. I always think Lula for all of her a lot of us probably feel the same you know things God has done with our life and through our life yeah. and we go I never could have imagined that yeah. I never could have dreamt that but when you come to Christ and he begins to change you 
Ah, it's know, incredible. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. It's like that. Faith um, comes yeah, for yeah. stuff that you would never have done. True. It's it's just that's why I'd always believe that things that we can't do. That's where we, when we say, "Oh, I can't do this," but mm. God says, "Hey, you can do everything through yeah, me." It's Philippians totally, yeah. four eight. I can do everything through Christ. Yeah, well. And that's why I always say and I always believe and I tell myself first that it's important, no matter what goes on in our lives, to actually stay in the track, keep reading God's word, keep staying in Him and believing those promises Wonderful. because everything out of that is a distraction. Yeah. And if we keep walking with God, we're always going to have hope and joy. Wow. We are like that song that our Metro Church have, um, um, you know, created that is a, a fine peace, a fine, yeah, you know, a safety yeah. in your love. Mm -hmm. And that's where the only place that we feel safe. Let me ask you one more thing and then we're going to pray for people and with people. But as you look at all the journey from an unbelievably challenging background mm -hmm. in every way, spiritually, physically, financially, Mm. Uh, and your family, the whole place you lived in, to where you are now. What What is the best thing to you about being a Christian? There's so many good things. Um, I think one of the things is that, okay, my family been always caring about me and I had always kind of people around, but like I said before, I always felt fear and I felt like even though they will give me hugs, in Albania people hug a lot. I don't know what is happening <laughs> right now. I don't know if they're oh, that friendly, okay, everyone right, is keeping COVID, distance. Yeah. But I, I ever, like we love each other, we care about each other. But there was, it's a, it was a, a place in my heart that only wow. God could fill. Yeah, wow. And that was the best thing, that, that, that place that mom and dad, and even though those That's people great. loved me, they couldn't fail. And even I always think that if I'm in the middle of the ocean, who is going to save me? And I always feel that thing that spiritually, like I do, if even in days when I don't feel loved and all these things, mm. I feel loved from God. And that's all I need. Wow. We need people, but yeah, we sure. rely on God because people are people. I can disappoint people. They can disappoint me. We are people. Mm. But I feel, and what you said, Pastor Jeff, by God's grace, I have come so far because I've had a couple of situations that I nearly passed away. Wow. It was a track. I was about 14 and literally I, f I remember that moment. I even remember what I was wearing. I was crossing something. Um, I was crossing um, in, the, in the town, not city. It's not a city, mm -hmm. small town. And we literally at that time, so I was about 20, 28. No, I was about, sorry, so 28 year, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So about, I was about 14. And literally, you can't, you can't get more than one car, two cars a day going through the town. That was the only truck that I sold. I was going to see my brother and my mom. They were selling little things, veggies. And wow. anyway, they had a little, not shop, but market. Mm. They would sell three, three hours a day or four hours. And I was crossing the road. And I remember so well that my leg was under the big tire. Because they drive so far, there is no speed limit or anything. Wow. And at least during that time, I don't know what is happening mm. right now in Albania. I haven't been there for a while. And someone said a man's voice, because there are people all around. And I look at his face. I can't remember him, his face, obviously, but I remember that person said, go and celebrate because uh, God saved you or something like that. Wow. And that moment, and you know, those moments, I think, 
that these are moments you think God had a purpose for me. Yeah, he does. And that's why I'm here by his grace. Wonderful though, isn't it? Because God's got a purpose for every person's life, no matter who they are. How God does it is always beyond all of us. Our mind can't comprehend all of that. But I know that probably very few people that are a part of this, my story, would be able to identify with, you know, your background or that kind of upbringing. But we can all identify with that sense of emptiness in us. I've always believed that every one of us has got like a God-shaped hole inside of us and you can try and put everything else in there but nothing else fits apart from God and until you give your life to Christ, you'll never be what you can be and you'll never have the peace and the joy that comes from being complete. And so I want to just talk to people that are part of this service then I'm going to ask you if you would to pray for them and for all of us because... Uh, your story is so inspiring, Anna. not not just the, you know, communism, um, you know, the Muslim upbringing or the difficulties, but just the God knew you, God found you in a place that most of us have never heard of. He found you there and he said, I've got a purpose for you. And it was nothing that you or I would have been able to structure, but he did it. And so I just believe he can do that for anyone who's willing to say, Jesus, you know, come into my life. We keep saying here how simple it is, just say yes to Jesus. And I always hope that whoever's hearing that, it will actually kind of, you know, they'll really get it, that it really is as simple as that. That if you will say yes to Jesus, in one verse of the Bible, he said, I stand at the door of your life and I knock. If you open the door, he said, I'll come into you. And I go, that's so easy. Get up, open the door, welcome him in. So if that's you and you want to say yes to Jesus and your journey, I'm sure, is different to Anna's, but I know that the same Saviour is waiting to greet you and welcome you and forgive you and save you. He's wanting to give you a new life. And if you'll say yes to Christ uh, in your own way, just wherever you are right now, just Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to follow you. Send us your yes. If you're in Australia, you can text YES to 0488 826 392. This is all up there for you on the screen. If you're from outside of Australia or if you'd just like to get our help, uh, via email, then go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and then we'll send you every day for 30 days, as long as you like it, we will send you a Bible verse, different every day, just one verse. We'll send you a prayer that you can pray and make your own, different every day. And uh, we would love to help you. We'll never write and ask you for anything. We simply want to give to you and help you find the Jesus that has so changed so many people's lives. So, Anna, we could talk for hours. Absolutely. Your story is incredible. I've never heard that one about being run over for hello. <laughs> yeah. And whether that was an angel or whatever there, I don't Absolutely. know. What remarkable It's kind part of story. one. This is part one part of my one. story. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll see the book next time. Thank Can you, I just Pastor. ask you, as we get ready to finish, would you mind praying for everyone, whether they had just said their yes to Jesus mm. or whether they have been walking with Christ a long mm. time? All of us want to go, God, I just want to be what you want me to be. Absolutely. Would you do that? Absolutely. It'll be Great. my joy. Let's pray. 
Thank you, Jesus, for this time, Lord, and thank you for this great opportunity, Lord, to share you, Lord Jesus, and to share my story, Lord. Lord, I pray for every person that is watching, Lord. Mm. Lord, it's not an accident that they're watching in this moment, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that they will stop being distracted from everything around them or mm. from their problems or struggles, Lord. And right now, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that they will invite you, Lord, yes. to be the Lord of their lives, Lord. Mm. Lord, I like Pastor Jeff said, that if they open their door, the door of their hearts, Lord, you'll come in, Lord, and you'll live in there, Lord. Lord, that's the most beautiful thing and powerful thing that can happen, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that people will accept you, will invite you, Lord. Lord, there is nothing better than you, Lord. You are very sweet, Lord. You are sweet, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. And thank you, Lord, that um, people, Lord, will sit in their knees and worship you, Lord. Lord, it's not about religion, Lord, but it's about faith. And mm. it doesn't matter what background they have, Lord. It doesn't matter what they have done, Lord. Your grace is enough, Lord. Lord, thank you for your presence in this yeah. place. And thank you, Lord, that you're touching every heart right now that is watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Anna. Amen. And please give our thanks to Nathan as well, I guess looking after Emily while you're yes. here with us. So thank you for that, Nathan. Hey, uh, we'd love you to be a part of anything here at Metro that you're able to get to, or you can join with us online. Uh, keep your eyes out for Faith, Hope and Love on the first Sunday of each month. And then after that, my story. Then we've got Metro Life the week after that. Uh, then after that becomes growth a fabulous series helping people to be able to develop their life with Christ. You know, we love you. We're praying for you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. God bless you all.